I love when you want to talk to me. Yes, I do too. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Oh, <laughs> Laugh it out. And I'm Michelle Brookhouse. I'm Michelle Lyle. So, what are we going to talk about today? That's a great question. It's sunny. It is. It's so nice. If you're following our podcast, you might recognize how much we pay attention to the <laughs> outdoors. How it affects us. <laughs> I just realized we, it's snowing and I'm depressed. It's sunny and I'm happy. <laughs> Maybe we should change the, <laughs> the we should change the podcast to um, <laughs> the the manic. <laughs> Manic episodes of Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Due to the weather. But you know, why is it that that's actually something that people talk about? Like the very first thing that people talk about when they get together is the weather. Right. Do, You're right. Or if you don't know what to talk about, you, you talk you about the talk weather. You talk about the weather. And it's almost like this energy of like, do I need, like checking into the energy, like the weather, let's check the weather. What's the forecast like? What's this environment that I'm in with this other person? And somehow it seems like the weather is the perfect topic to kind of bring up in order to gauge what's going on with this person. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, I wonder how that started. You know, like if I call my dad, he's like, yeah, so how's the weather? (laughs) So true. Yeah. And I often will start with the weather with clients on the phone or whatever. You know, it's sort of like, and and every once in a while I go, why am I talking about the weather? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, or you're in an awkward situation. You're like, so how about that snow? (laughs) 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 We talk about it when we don't know what else to talk about. I mean, I, I, I've actually had, you know, um, I deleted all of my dating apps, but before I deleted them, I would actually have um, men say, so how's that snow treating you? <laughs> Do you want to know the truth? You probably don't want to date me if I tell you the truth. <laughs> I hate that snow. The snow is not treating me well. It's keeping me from functioning normally. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> this is for all of our friends and families and people we don't even know in those places that actually do have snow still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing. How is that snow treating you? Are you enjoying the sun today? Like yeah. those are those are intro questions yeah. that are so irrelevant. Yeah. But kind of relevant. But kind of relevant because there is this I mean, I know that I'm uplifted when the sun is out. I love the sun. Now, there are a few people who actually love the rain and the cloud and the cloud cover. And there is a way in which that's kind of yummy and cozy and cocoon-like too. So I get it. But even homeopathically, there are actual remedies that fit the person that loves the rain or loves that sort of cloudy thing like that's their preferred weather interesting (laughs) that's pretty cool it is kind of well you know how each thing kind of um naturally describes us if we pay attention it's so true yeah that's really cool well you know um my daughter said so how are you doing and I'm like well now that the sun is shining I'm feeling really great (laughs) and um she's like well you you realize that the sun gives us vitamins that we require. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> that vitamin D thing. I forgot, you know. I lived in Florida for a while. I didn't have to have to think about it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And those sunny state people, are they happier than us? <laughs> well, let's see. In February in Florida, I think I was a little bit happier than February yeah. in Bellingham in 2019. <laughs> but, you know, February in Bellingham last year was no big deal. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's something that I have um, psychologically after living for so many years in Alaska and then being done and like I literally woke up at 5 a.m. in the morning, sat up in bed and I was married at the time. My husband's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm complete. And he goes, what does that mean? I said, I'm complete. <laughs> He's like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm complete with Alaska and I'm moving. He's like, I'm never leaving Alaska. I love Alaska. I was born here. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But in that moment, like, I just knew that the cycle was was done done. for me. And I just needed to get out of there. Right. And so it's like something, there's like some seed of decision that it snows and I'm cooped up and I can't go anywhere, which isn't really true. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like this interesting thing. Well, and, and I think it's more than that. Like, I remember reading a book near the end of my marriage, um... What the soul's code and it was super profound for me in the sense that I think our souls actually pull us along in ways that we're we don't even recognize as our small ego self yeah kind of thing right and it's and it's like that knowing waking up and and just knowing and I think if we actually followed that I love my soul yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. my best teacher absolutely it's so true it's like it just pulls us along and pulls us forward and then sometimes we actually follow that knowing sometimes we don't and then it's another lesson and that's totally fine too right because it's just another way to get there you're always going to get where you're going to get so it's not a big deal but it's like when we actually do follow the energy of that it's so well I was going to say yummy but it's not always And is that just something we have been programmed? Totally true, because, too. Because, you yeah. know, yeah. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and um, they're in this program with me, but they're not interacting. And she messaged me on the side, and, you know, she was just going through it. And I'm like, have you considered taking what you're sharing with me into the program that we're in together that's all about what we're talking about right now? Ah. And she's like, well, I keep doing it, but every time I try to write out the answers to the questions it's so painful I'm like do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) then you can break through that threshold right but we and I wonder what like what's painful about it which I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) well but no no I mean it's fine but we do have this sort of projected point of view that things are painful right that's and that was the point is that that she's the point okay she's choosing not to do something because she's deemed it as painful it's not physically painful it's emotionally emotionally it's emotionally daunting to her yes yes and so she's identified that as painful and then can't move forward yeah so there are things that are painful like you know you get a migraine it's painful but you know um you don't like me it hurts my heart, but is it really hurt or is it just disappointment or something else? Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. we describe it as painful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we think something's going to be painful when it actually really isn't. Right. If we took 
the first step to doing it. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm thinking, this is going to be a terrible thing. I don't want to do this. This is going to be painful. Blah, 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 blah. What, all of that. Yeah. Do, get into it and go, oh, this wasn't actually that bad, you know? And I think even with emotions, we have this point of view that they're hard. And if I actually go into the deepest depths of my anger or sorrow, I am never going to get out of that pool of right emotion and actually that sometimes the fastest way through that is act, is to allow ourselves to do it to just acknowledge be in it. it and be in it be absolutely in it. and then it just can go all the way through and absolutely. then you're done and you're done yeah yeah and you know if you take something that's um that's that's difficult in your life and you push through it to the other side it changes something in you yeah so you know, um, I, I get soft in my tracks every now and then, never to the degree that I did at one point right. when, you know, um, I could not even consider the thought, let, let alone any action on it, could not consider the thought of getting a restraining order against my husband. And, you know, every session that I would go into with my healer, he would say to me, um, just think about restraining orders in general. Like, like that's to the point, like that's how blocked yeah, I was from it. Yeah. Great question too. Huh? Right. And so, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh God. And he's like, no, not about you. Just in general. And he's like, yeah. just take a drive by the courthouse mm-hmm. and think re- restraining orders exist. Wow. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Like, like he, yeah, you know, he pulled yeah. it so far away from me. Yeah. And so I drove circles around the courthouse and then I was like, Oh, I could just park in the parking lot. So yeah. I parked in the parking lot and I was like. I could just I could just go in <laughs> and get the paperwork and look at it. No one has to know. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I got the paperwork and I sat in my car and I looked at it and I'm like, I could just fill it out. No one has to know. Wow. And then I filled out the paperwork and something changed yes. when I filled out that paperwork. And like every single like cell of my body was shaking and I was yeah. nervous and I was sweating and I went in and I handed it to the clerk and handed her my ID and then she stamped that paper. Wow. And everything in my life changed. Yep. And by going through that process, which was so incredibly difficult for me mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. it changed something to where I look at things now and I'm like, all right, I'll just do it. Uh, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't know what's going to be on the other side. That makes me even more uncomfortable. Yeah. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And then I do it, and then I'm free somehow. It's yeah. really cool. It is really cool. So that reminds me when I was um, I, similar. It's so funny. You and I have so many similarities. <laughs> but when I was married, and um, there was a lot of we were my my ex husband and I were in therapy, and my therapist we were in individual groups. And my therapist was like, okay, so why don't you make a list of things that are sort of like your boundaries? Here's another thing. Boundaries, right? Like, what are boundaries? And um, I thought, okay, I can do that. You know, I'm a good student. So (laughs) I wrote down, I don't know, five things, five things. These are my boundaries, you know. So um, if um, you can adhere to these boundaries, you know, at this particular time, you know, and some some of it was just even, like, don't say fuck you to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, pretty basic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so five things. 
and within a week, he had crossed, he had done everything on my list, yeah. like all five things. And it was just like this huge eye opener for me. I was just like stunned, stunned. I was like, what? I just, like, I actually went through the effort to write down these five things. And I, we had this conversation. I said, these are my boundaries. And you've just gone over every single one of them in a week? <laughs> it's like, really? I was shocked. But it was actually a huge wake-up call for me. Yeah. Because I, it was at that point that I thought, oh... Because I had said, if he does that, I'm going to separate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to separate from him for a while. And I, it, it put it totally in my face. Yeah. Because I had said that to myself, but I didn't think that that would happen. Right? <laughs> I thought he would just respect me and, and actually follow through and not cross those boundaries. You yeah. Know? And so I had to decide to leave. Yeah. And I did. And again, it was one of those defining moments. My therapist was actually shocked that I followed through, but it was like such a shocking event for me that I thought, if I don't follow through, right? What kind of an asshole am I? Well, and, and we don't, we don't actually know the places we're blocking ourselves so true. and our awareness. Yeah. When we're in things. Yeah. And so. You know, just like I, I did get that restraining order and he didn't follow it. And it was like, I wasn't, it was yeah. like, I was so shocked that he wasn't like following it, but I wasn't shocked at the same time because I was, you know, you obviously yeah. I wouldn't need a restraining order Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if he was going to follow it. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. you know, you wouldn't need to point out the boundaries yeah. if he had that respect, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Or had some idea of what boundaries were. Or, yeah, like, or, what, yeah. yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. For, it's all yeah, relevant yeah, at this yeah, moment. But, yeah, 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 exactly. So, how cool. Yeah. And so, you, you know, what, it's really, like, where are, you, where are you cutting off your awareness? Yeah. And then if you were to allow that to show up, what would you oh, see that's so yes. different? So true. Yeah. I think we're afraid of our own awarenesses because... Sometimes it means we're going to have to do something. That we different. don't necessarily want to do. Exactly. Like, you know, we have to make these, these hard choices. And that's the other thing is sometimes we think, I don't want to do this choice. Yeah. So then um, I have to figure out how to change it to make it work for me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, want to ch- I don't want to let it go or I don't want to change it. Like I loved my second husband. I did not want to divorce him. And there were very specific things that did not work for me. Yeah. And the change that occurred was while amazing and fantastic for him it still didn't land for me sure and so you know one of the hardest choices I made was to leave him but not because I didn't love him or because I didn't want that relationship it was hard to leave him because I couldn't change what needed to change for me yeah I had to just change me absolutely and yeah exactly and I think that's when I was I was reading the soul's code at that point and I thought oh my soul is actually just calling me into something different Absolutely. And I was wanting to bring the relationship with me at that point. I'm not going to go into the whole story of the relationship, but you know, it's like, it's, it was just time for something else and to just follow, follow the next step. We're not always going to know 10 steps ahead, but we can know one or two, one step ahead, actually really one step ahead. The only thing that we can know is in the moment. Right. Actually. Yeah. But, um, and what if we're taught when we're young 
you know, from the time that we're born, what if we're taught that making a choice for yourself is just making a choice for yourself? And yeah. it's and whatever you're choosing doesn't have to land on right or wrong. Oh my goodness. Because yeah. then like how much would Holy that change yes. everything that we do and yes. how we interact with each other? Because yes. in relationships we have to make that other person wrong so that we can choose for us. What if we just choose for us and the other person just gets to be them? Absolutely. Well, and it goes beyond just relationships. Well, of course, yeah. Because I'm, I'm also thinking about this time when I was in college and by the time I had done my internship, I was recognizing that this is not a fit for me. And instead of being encouraged from my parents. I mean, this is, I'm not blaming them at all, but you know, it's just, it just is what it is and it happened how it happened. And it was like, instead of going, oh, you need to listen to your heart, honey. Um, they said, no, you need to finish your degree. <laughs> right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. It was so constricting and so horrible. I mean, I learned a lot from that too, but you know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting too, because, um, you know, uh, I've had, you know, I've, I've been a mom my entire adult life. And so, you know, I've grown over these yeah. years and how I parent now is definitely not how I parented before. And it's interesting because um, I look at like, you know, I've done so many, so many different modalities of healing and myself and whatever. And so I look at those things like you're pointing out and I'm like, oh, I just want to support whatever it is that my kids want to choose. Yeah. And in that, I give a lot of space but this reality and other parents don't do that. So then you send your kid off to college and then they're hanging out with all these other friends and all these other friends' parents are like, you know, hovering parents and, you know, forcing parents and needy parents and all these different parent styles. And then your kid's like, my parent doesn't care about me. <laughs> Interesting point of view. <laughs> and then you're like, you know... If you want to stay in college, stay in college. If you want to drop out, drop out. And they're like, my parent doesn't care about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know that that's what my kid thinks. Totally. But, yeah. but there's there's this essence of yeah. mm-hmm. being so so completely different in lieu of yeah. supporting whatever choice your kid wants to have. Where they're like, there's, there's so much room to choose. And no one else knows how to choose. And I don't know how to choose. And what's yeah. right for me? And can somebody just tell me what to do? Absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. It's probably perfect. It's all perfect. Oh, sure. Somehow, at some level, we actually chose the parents, I think, I believe. We actually chose the Absolutely what I believe, 100%. (laughs) Putting it out there. I believe 100%. (laughs) We choose our parents, no matter how much of an asshole we think they were to us, in whatever way, you know, we all experience our parents. And if I made your body in my body, you chose me. (laughs) Keep that in mind. There's this funny, there's this little funny thing. I'm like, you know, when, when I was 19 years old, I I chose my career path to be a mom. So, you know, I tell my kids, you're my retirement plan. (laughs) (laughs) I invested in you and that's my retirement (laughs) plan. You are my retirement plan. I love it. one kid that's like why do I have to be the retirement plan and then my other kid's like don't you get it we're all the retirement plan I'm like well you know I'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket I'm gonna spread it out see which one delivers (laughs) I didn't have five by accident (laughs) 
And on that note, <laughs> that wraps up another episode of When in Doubt. Laugh it out. Have an enjoyable rest of your day. <laughs>